Hi, everyone, and welcome to RX Rounds, a podcast that focuses on health education in the Caribbean community. I am your host, Alondra Mitchell. Hey everyone, I know you guys have been patiently waiting for part two of our discussion on ending cervical cancer in the Caribbean. But first, I want to remind you that the Ayana S. Diet Foundation is still having their virtual 5K. Diets Feel the Teal 5K right now this January. So go ahead and register. All of the information is on our website or you can follow their social media platforms, Ayana Estayet Foundation. All right, now here is part two of our conversation on ending cervical cancer in the Caribbean. I wanted to talk about persons who are diagnosed. For instance, someone had a pap smear and they recently got a diagnosis of cervical cancer. What are the next steps for those in Trinidad? Right. So when, when a woman has a pap smear, it's important to know, and, and I have this frequently in my clinic, someone has an abnormal pap smear, they think, oh, I have a cancer. Pap smears are designed to pick up pre-cancerous cells. It's not designed to pick up a cancer. So you, a lot of times um, when a patient has a normal pap smear, it does, does not, the, that does not equate to a cancer. It's usually pre-cancerous cells that can be treated before it becomes a cancer. Sometimes you can pick up a cancer, but the majority of time it picks up precancerous cells. The first step is that you see, um, um, when you're seeing at a clinic, you have to do something called, a procedure called colposcopy. Simply put, is that we look at the cervix with a special microscope and we pick up these cells and we can either choose to do a biopsy or even a small office procedure which removes the abnormal cells a lot of times you can actually move severe changes or severe precancerous changes. And then people can go on to have pap smears and six months later or a year later and that's it. And, and they don't develop a cancer. Sometimes you do a biopsy or the same procedure and then you diagnose a cancer. And then we, we go along and treat that patient um, based on what the result is. So if we had to go along that pathway, if you now had a cancer, there are different options available from surgery to chemotherapy to radiotherapy. Now, just dealing with surgery, if you have a cervical cancer and it's operable, then you have something called a specialized type of surgery, which is a radical hysterectomy or a hysterectomy. And it's usually done by a gynae cancer doctor because we have to not only do a hysterectomy, but it involves doing um, removing lymph nodes and, and, and other things in a sort of a cancer procedure. If uh, cancer or cervical cancer presents and it's advanced, meaning it's spread past the cervix, the treatment is usually chemotherapy and radiotherapy. And I have a lot of times patients coming to the clinic and they present late on and they have to do chemotherapy and radiotherapy. And once I mention those words, they automatically think, oh my God, that's it. You know, it's yeah. a sentence. And that's not yeah. true. I have patients in my clinic with, I have patients in my clinic with um, a diagnosis. Hello, are you hearing me? Yeah, we're, yeah, hearing. we're hearing you. <laughs> so I have patients in my clinic with a diagnosis of um, 
I'm not sure we're hearing me. It's sort of getting cut. Yes, we're, we're hearing Okay. So I have patients with a diagnosis of uh, advanced cervical cancer, and they have been diagnosed with a stage 3B cervical cancer, stage 4 cervical cancer that was diagnosed three years ago and four years ago. And they had chemotherapy, radiotherapy, and they were cured from it, and they're just undergoing follow-up. So when I tell a patient that they have stage 3 or stage 4 cervical cancer, and they, we, we still have to go through, give them chemotherapy and radiotherapy, and we see how they respond. It doesn't necessarily mean that, you know, it's a death sentence. You can be cured from this disease, even with just chemotherapy and radiotherapy and no, and no surgery. And I think it's important, Dr. Bahal, for, for, for us to remind the public that um, the myths about chemo and radiation, that that is, that is always going to equate to death, that that's not true. And things have changed so much and there's so many advances, not to say that they're not side effects, but we've come a long way in the medical field in how to deal with it and how to treat with the side effects and how to make you stronger. So it's important that, that they understand that there's so much, there's so many more advances that they should not be afraid of the words chemo and radiation at all. Exactly. Yeah. So Dr. LeBlanc, you talk about myths about chemo and radiation. Let's jump into other myths about cervical <laughs> cancer. I know there's a lot, we have a lot of myths around most of the diseases in the Caribbean. So do you have any in mind that you want to share with us? You know, I think, I think the main thing, well, first of all, in the Caribbean, when you heard cancer, everybody thought you're going to dead. You know, I mean, long ago, you weren't, you never used to tell the patients they had cancer because the families used to think that the minute the patient heard they had cancer, they were going to die. That has changed. Um, the myths of, of, of cervical cancer being only because you're sexually active or that the HPV vaccine itself will give you cervical cancer. Um, those are clear myths clear myths. Now, there's a lot on the internet about the, um, dare I say, the negative effects of both Gardasil and Cervarix and how the vaccines will leave you, you know, in different states of, of disarray and, and even paralyzed. And there are dreadful um, articles out there. And those are, are myths, you know. Um, it's important, and Dr. Bahal should agree, I hope, that um, every medical, every vaccine, there's going to be some small percentage of side effects. There's no doubt about it. Um, but as the years go by, and these vaccines have been around for years, and they've been researched, and they're being followed as we speak. So it's not that they, they, they don't have side effects, but the side effects are minimal, and, and the benefits outweigh the risks, way outweigh the risks. And so the myth about this vaccine, that, that needs to be busted, because as I say, with the low socioeconomic status that we're put in, and I like to say put in because I, I don't think we should be put there anymore now that we've seen what COVID COVID has leveled the playing field there, I say. Um, so, um, and I'm not a politician at all. Um, but, you know, uh, the, the vaccine is important for all of us and for the young girls, especially in the developing world. You know, um, myths about chemo and radiation, that chemo definitely will kill you. Um, that that radiation is 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 a sure is a sure way to die as well. Those are big myths, and for all the cancers, and I think we have to constantly educate the public, constantly be there, and that's why um, groups such as the Ayana Diet Foundation are important. That's why groups such as the Trinidad Tobago Cancer Society are important because we have survivor groups amongst us, and it's important for that education. It's important for peer-to-peer -peer counseling. It's important for for us to constantly reassure and, and reaffirm and, and break through these myths, you know. Um, certain foods that, that if you, the minute you get cancer, you must stop eating everything that you liked 
because it's going to feed the cancer and the cancer will grow and it will just go boom, 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 boom. That's a big myth. Like, I mean, cancer does not see sugar and decide I'm going to grow. There's no doubt, as we spoke about, you have to look at the quality of your food, but don't buy into this myth that if I eat red meat once a week or if I eat a good lamb or steak, that my cancer is just going to explode and move all over and kill me in two weeks. I you hear know? that every week. Every yeah, week. you know, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> don't, don't, don't go green and only juice and only have juices. You're going to kill yourself because you have to remember that if your body, your, your body is not healthy and not at a state of, of, of balance and equilibrium, when we give you chemo and radiation, your body is going to suffer even more. It's not going to be able to deal with the side effects of the chemo and the radiation and the cancer. So it's just like when you have a flu and people lie down in bed and say, I can't eat, I can't drink. And it's like, if you don't eat and drink, the virus is going to kill you. It's not that the virus knows you're not eating and drinking. It's that your body is not being nourished. And if it's not nourished, it can't do what it's supposed to do. And that is why it's so important to understand that and, and break through the myths that the minute you eat these things, you're going to die. That a pap smear is like a, somebody raping you and it hurts and it's going to kill you and it's going to spread the cancer cells. Please, it's not true. The pap smear, to do the pap smear is less than you getting on the bed to prepare for the pap smear. Mm -hmm. And as I tell my patients and Dr. Bahal, I am very, well, I'm a woman, so I'm allowed to tell them that. If they didn't do big people thing, they wouldn't have been doing the pap smear. I can't so, say that. You can't say that. So I'm a woman and I'm, I'm, I'm happy that I can say that. It's probably not right to say it. And I probably will be in trouble. You wouldn't get away with it. <laughs> hey, right. I get away with it because I said it with a smile. But, yeah. you know, when you complain about, I don't want to do the pop smear. And why do I have to do it? And, and, and who invented this? When you thought about being sexually active, you need to take on the consequences of that decision. And it's important to have that frank discussion with all women of all ages, you know? And, and it's important. And another myth that if you're a lesbian, you can't get cervical cancer. Yeah. Uh, please get your pap smears. It doesn't matter if you're a lesbian. Get your pap smears done. Might be less risk, but get your pap smears done. And, 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 another and, thing I hear as well in terms of smears, um, they think if you have a pap smear, that screens for all cancers. All cancers, yes. yes. If they have another cancer to develop, well, I had my pap smear. I so. had my pap smear, yes. <laughs> yeah, and, and, yeah, and if they die of, and if they get diagnosed with endometrial cancer, which is in the higher part of the womb, which is the, the womb itself, they think that they were misdiagnosed because they had their pap smears. Exactly. And as Dr. Bahal explained, it's two different cancers. Now, right. one can spread to the other. So one can come down and one can go up. But it's important to understand what cancers we can screen for and also why it's important to get your annual checkups and what are the signs and symptoms of different cancers. Know your body and understand the symptoms. So as Dr. Bahal said, you know, people used to think that at 65, women were no longer sexually active. That's a big myth. They get their mojo on between 60 and 65, most of them. So, 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 you know, once you're having sex, it doesn't matter if you're having it once a month, once a week or every day, once you're sexually active, get your pap smears done. Don't believe that you don't need it, you know, and it's important. It's important to understand that and, and, and have those frank discussions. You know, I, I was happy to, to be blessed with a grandmother who had those frank discussions with me and I got to ask her about her sex life before she died. But, you know, it's, it's important to have those discussions, you know, and understand that. And some of the other myths which I came across as well is that the same point you're making about the vaccine and getting HPV. The vaccine has no HPV particles in it. You can't get the, the virus from the vaccine. That's not possible. The other thing I hear about is that when 
when I offer surgery to someone who's potentially curable, they always talk about, well, I don't want the tummy open and exposed to the air because that causes cancer to spread. That's simply not true. That's And I actually, when I went away in Northern Ireland to do my fellowship, I heard people from there asking me that. So this is not just Caribbean that's known all over, but and that's simply not true. And Dr. Bahal, the current practice of the vaginal steams that will cure cancer, please, yeah. a vaginal steam will not cure cancer. I don't no. know why you're steaming your vagina, but please, if that's what you choose to do, it will not cure cancer. That's not the cure to cancer. So Dr. LeBlanc, you beat me to it because I was going to ask about these new trends <laughs> <laughs> um, in, in sexual activity, the steams, the douches, and all of these things. Well, Tell douches have been... Douches what, is and not, what is not? Yeah, well, douches have been outlined and out, outbarred and, and, and spoken negatively about for years. I mean, because you're pushing pathogens up. You, you, you're not you're not they're not going to flush out just magically you're pushing them up and then you hope that they come out you know and, and what you're changing I tell the ph well is that i mean you you the vagina and around the cervix there's a normal set of bacteria normal flora and by doing that you change that and you're predisposed to getting um, viruses and you can even actually increase your chance of your body not clearing the HIV virus on its own and as a result increase your chance of getting a, a cancer in the future so it's and, not yeah. and I think it's important to understand, um, well, Dr. Bahal is not a woman, but I am, I'm, I'm happy to say. So, so it's important to understand, and, and Dr. Bahal will see it, but I don't know if he'll understand it fully, but our hormones affect the pH of our vagina. Mm -hmm. And so the, at different parts of our menstrual cycle, you will feel different. Now, we all know, ladies, that we don't usually feel our vagina. We usually don't know it exists. But when you're coming onto your period or when you're ovulating, you may know that you have a vagina. And so, and you all know what that means. That means that you, you sense a change in your body. And it's important to understand that it doesn't always have to be negative. That it's just that you're sensitive and you're understanding your body and you're in tune with your body. And it doesn't mean that you immediately have to put something up there. Did you have to clean it out? Or did you have to go and wash it with soap? You, you let your body do what it's supposed to do. And if you're concerned, speak to a healthcare practitioner before you decide to do any of these practices. It's important to understand that all great information. I'm going to go ahead and take another question. We have Hala Nasir. I, I hope I'm saying your name right. She says that she's in her 50s and her pap smears have always been negative. They've always been normal, but she's concerned about her level of risk, especially since the death of a younger sister. Um, what else can she do to safeguard her health? Continue screening. Continue screening, eating properly, doing everything we said, don't smoke, don't vape, don't drink excessive alcohol. We forgot that one. Um, and note I said don't drink excessive. I didn't say don't drink. And we need to understand that. It's excessive. Um, but I think just continue your screening. And if you're sexually active, even more so to continue your screening and not be afraid. And I think it's important to understand that, that you, you can't live in fear. Do your screening. Just do be be balanced. Be healthy. And your screening that is your first that is your early detection right there. That is when we see the in the, the the beginning of the changes of the cells of the cervix. That's all it is. This and and with the cervix, we get the opportunity to see them changing from normal 
to slightly abnormal or precancerous before they become cancer. And we see that through regular screening, regular pap smears. So if you're concerned, just, just don't be concerned as much and do your screening and be healthy. Don't live in fear because that is important. Because cervical cancer, we can actually catch early. We can save your life. It's not all doom and gloom. And you have to also remember, patients need to know that precancerous cells are asymptomatic, meaning you have no symptoms. That's no. the whole point of screening. And you can actually develop a cancer, and the majority of patients still have no symptoms, nothing. They're going about their lives and have no issues. Then some of these symptoms that can present a little later on is abnormal bleeding and abnormal discharge and odorous discharge. And then sometimes you examine patients, you see them, and they have an aggressive cancer that has already spread past the cervix because from the time you start to get other symptoms like pelvic pain um, associated with a cervical cancer, it usually means that this has spread past the cervix. So bottom line is that's the whole point of screening. You want to pick it up before you have early. Some, these are when it, this is the time when it's curable or actually preventable. Just to add to what Dr. LeBlanc said earlier relative to the frequency and how it's important, and using Ayana's story as an example, her last pap smear would have been in 2010. And at that time, they had actually recommended that, you know, she return within, I believe it was six months. I didn't know anything about this. I heard about it after. And she never did go back. The next time Ayana was screened was when she was diagnosed in 2018. So, you know, my, my thing is I say to people, it's really, and, and Dr. Bahal also touched on it, it's, it's clear and it's obvious that this cancer is, is a slow moving one for one, want of a better choice of words. So clearly if you continue with your yearly pap smears or however often your doctor recommends, there's a high chance that something can be detected early and you can be treated and cured. So, you know, I just wanted to get that message out there. I, I strongly feel that if Ayana had continued doing her checks as she should have, she may have been here with us today. We don't know what God's plans were, but certainly cervical cancer may not have been, you know, the end for her. But so I, I'm encouraging all those who are listening, all you you women who put off doing your tests, you prefer to go spend money on the children or, you know, whatever, whatever other excuses you find for not going, please take the time to take care of yourself. Go and get your tests. It's just once a year. It's not as expensive as you may think it is in comparison to spending money on your nails and your hair and, and stuff, you know, every month when you think about it and you, you spread it out like that. So please just go get checked. Just go get checked. That's my little cent piece to put in there. And it's important to know when you get your pap smear, a lot of people go get their pap smears at the health center, but you ask them, well, what was the result? They never went back. They never got it back and they never followed up. Correct. Exactly. Yes. They I've encountered a couple. You need to go and find out. Some things, Correct. Sometimes things, things may slip through the, track, the cracks and you just need to go find out and, and make sure you have your result and it was normal. Okay. Agreed. Yeah. So, Wendy, tell us some more about the initiatives you guys work on with ASDF. Sure. Um, well, we would have in 2018, when we had just started the foundation, not officially, you know, registered as yet, we would have done, started our first walk. It was an unofficial walk, literally just a few friends and family members. And for us, this brought awareness to the foundation one and, of course, the cause. You know, um, we ensure that 
the messages were communicated via our social media platforms and also during the 2019 we would have been invited by another organization cervical cancer my sister's keepers to an event called the pap smear event and at that event there were there was free screening there was free hpv vaccination so there was a lot of collaboration with other entities when the ministry of health was there we the doctors who volunteered their time to come in and do these free screenings with these um these patients so moving on from there our presence certainly on social media became even more we became more aggressive with it we became more aggressive with the messages that we delivered on social media we collaborated with PSI Caribbean, who has been a great supporter of the organization from inception. And we would have done a couple ads, advertisements, of course, on both on TV, radio, on um, locally in Trinidad, via our movie theaters and stuff. Um, when, of course, with COVID, everything stopped relative to what we really wanted to do in the, in the realm of probably having the, the Trinidad and Tobago Cancer Society caravan to do with some HPV, sorry, some pap smear testing, and of course, some collaborative efforts with the ministry for free HPV vaccinations and stuff. That has been put on, on hold for now, but in the interim, we would have, as a foundation, we felt that we needed to give back or to help some of those patients who were impacted, some cervical cancer, patients who were impacted due to COVID and loss of jobs and, you know. So we've been, since August of 2020, we've been uh, every month an initiative to give a hamper to these families. So this is something that the foundation feels very proud about. We, the, the families are very appreciative of our efforts. You know, they, we get a lot of feedback from them. We got a lot of feedback from the public and of course, 2020 January was our first official 5K event, which was a tremendous, tremendous success uh, for a very small organization. If I may say so myself, it was really fantastic. I think um, because of that event too, we became even more noticeable and more visible. You know, um, we had the, we had Trinidad Cancer Society there as well. We had some other insurance companies giving out information, etc. PSI Caribbean. We had doubles, snow cone, and some soccer artists. So it was great. <laughs> Everything that the Caribbean loves. <laughs> it was fantastic. And here we are again. About to, we are in the midst of preparing for our virtual 5K this month. So this month, January 2021, is our virtual 5K for the entire month. As you know, virtual means you can run anytime, anywhere, any day that you want for the month of January. Just register for the race. It goes towards all the great courses and all the initiatives that we do have planned for this year as well. Um, so we encourage everyone to please take part. Please wear your team. Please get tested. Please get tested. Please get tested. Vaccinate. Please don't listen to the negative um, comments about vaccination. I know we touched on it earlier, and it, it's, it's been a concern. I've been actually asked questions about that simply because COVID, you know, has brought a lot of negative um, information to the public relative to vaccination. So 
based on what both Dr. Mahal and Dr. LeBlanc said, we're good to go. We, we need to do this. HPV vaccination is a must. Um, and that's it, really, on my end. Awesome. Thank you so much. So any final thoughts from anyone? Um, just on the, the whole point about vaccinations and screening, so let everyone know is that Australia and UK, Australia may be the first country that will be able to limit cancer entirely because they've started vaccinations a long time ago, 10 to 15 years ago, and they will be on track to eliminating this disease you know, permanently. So that way you don't, and, and, and you have to remember, this is something preventable. So by starting, and, and the biggest problem initially with the vaccination was people always think, well, if I give my child the HPV vaccine, I'm telling them go ahead and have intercourse. And that's not true. It's a vaccine. And, and what I tell patients as well, you, HPV is brought about by skin to skin contact. It's not a sexually transmitted disease per se, it is brought about by skin-to-skin -skin contact, and we need to try try and take away this taboo associated with this um, promiscuity, and, and that's not true. So once once that's clear and you and you present it to parents in that way, it, then it becomes uh, you take away that that sexual connotation, and it's more it's now more widely acceptable. And and if you now change, and and we've now we've, we've gone into schools vaccinating patients, vaccinating boys and girls and the health centers, and this is how it should be. It should be part of a prerequisite before you go to high school, right, you get vaccinated. Eventually, I'm hoping it gets to that point where it's just like how you're getting a vaccination. You need that to go to school. You need this to, to go to high school. That's the only way in the future we can eliminate this completely and we can have less and less patients. I can't tell you how many times I see in the clinic on a weekly basis patients presenting with advanced cervical cancer. And it's sad that we have patients presenting with this, and this could have been totally prevented by simply doing a pap smear a few years ago and getting treated or even getting vaccinated before that. So. Dr. LeBlanc, anything to add? Yeah. Um, no, I mean, the Trinidad Tobacco Society supports um, the Ayana Diet Foundation and, and Dr. Bahal. We're also part of the um, N4C committee, as you know, Dr. Bahal. Yes. Which, which we will work very hard and we continue to work hard to continue the education and the screening. And I think it's important for us through the N4C and through the, um, the, the joint committees that we are, we're forming um, in the behind scenes, which will come out later, because we all have to have one voice and we have to say the same message. And it's important for everyone to understand that cancer is a lifestyle disease and that you should be educated and, and get screened for the cancers that you can screen for and not be afraid. And that fair, you know, and understand that there's survivorship to cancers. It doesn't mean it does not equate death. And that we can do this together. Just you know, just like how we talk about parties, we talk about other people, we macro, we do whatever else. It's time to now spread the word and make it viral, so to speak, on how we can prevent and survive this disease. Absolutely. And this is such a great start. This conversation was so great and so important. And thank you all so much for joining us on our rounds. Just sorry to cut you. I, I should tell you that because it's Cervical Cancer Month, the Cancer Society um, is also giving out, we're also announcing packages for screening. And so it's highly subsidized. So in case you don't want to go into a public sector because of any myths or anything like that, the Trinidad Tobacco Cancer Society is there for you in terms of lower cost screening, much cheaper than a manicure or a pedicure for sure. And, 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 and definitely um, 
thanks to the Ministry of Health, we are subsidized, we have a subvention, and we're allowed to then break that barrier to access to healthcare services such as this. So you, you can look, up, look us up as well in case you don't want to go into the public sector. Not that it's not good, but, you know, people have myths about the public sector as well. So you have other options. Absolutely. Excellent. Thank you, Dr. LeBlanc, for that. It's fantastic. This discussion was brought to you in collaboration with the Ayana Estayat Foundation for Cervical Cancer. Special thanks to our guest, Dr. Van West Charles LeBlanc, Dr. Bahal, and Ms. Wendy Ribeiro. And as always, we'll see you next rounds on RX Rounds. This podcast represents the professional opinion of RX Rounds and its wellness partners. Our content is created for informational purposes only and should not be used as a substitute for direct personal and professional medical care or diagnosis. Please consult your healthcare provider regarding your medical needs. This episode, visit RX Rounds on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter. And don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe to this podcast. And we'll see you next rounds on RX Rounds.